0: This week on the Thrawncast, tensions are high in the New Republic Council, our heroes escape capture on the hard-to-spell planet Bimisari, and we meet the worst Bothan ever, Phalia. Grab your Stokely sticks, it's time for the Thrawncast.
1: Governor Price, these rebels have proven particularly stubborn. How do you intend to solve this problem? I need someone who sees a bigger picture.
2: The Empire is getting better at anticipating our moves. I underestimated the commander. The previous attacks were clumsy, but this one was swift. Precise.
3: To defeat an enemy, you must know them. Not simply their battle tactics, but the history, philosophy, art. Oh. Grand Admiral Thrawn.
0: Hello, and welcome to the Thrawncast. I'm your host, Nancy, and today we're discussing chapters five through eight of Heir to the Empire. Joining me on this legendary journey are my co host, Brian. Hello, hello. Matthew. Hello amanda good morgan and tyler hi today we'll be talking about the book while i sit here in chin hands while daydreaming about luke skywalker and combat so
4: so it's a day that ends in y
0: yes so uh <laughs> see you later everyone I'll, I'll turn the show over to them no seriously though uh first of all Thank you everyone who has commented or sent us messages on Twitter about the show. We're really glad that you are enjoying it and also reading along with us. I'm super glad to see that people are picking up the books again or for the first time. And I am also. Uh, we have a. We f- I think we figured out what we're going to do for our giveaways. So uh, we'll, I hope so because
4: we're about to announce it. Yeah.
0: So uh, we'll mention it at the end of the show. So you have to stick through the whole episode to find out. Ha 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 ha. Uh, also of note, Man, that
5: evil laugh needs some work?
0: I don't have an evil laugh.
4: I'll fix it in post.
0: <laughs> Can you <laughs> yes, reverberate it? Yeah, I'll
4: put some reverb in there. <laughs> <yeah. laughs>
0: there. There we go. Rebels premieres this Saturday. Uh, I will not. Oh, read... really? Yes. I didn't even know that.
4: <laughs> Come on, Matthew. Oh, well, yeah.
3: It's the 19th,
4: isn't it? Wow. Okay. We're getting on. I there. know. Where's the, <laughs> where's the month gone?
3: Sorry. Obligatory. Where is the
2: time gone? Comment.
3: <laughs> I
0: unfortunately will not be watching it live because I will be at a wedding, but thankfully I will. Uh, have the app to watch yes, it. We,
4: we have a Disney XD login and an internet connection at the hotel.
0: We'll be watching so you it.
3: Can, <laughs> you can watch it in, on your uh, on your pocket device at, at the ceremony.
0: <laughs> uh, I know. I don't think my best friend would like that very much, and I don't well, either. I actually if, want if to. If they're
3: your
5: best friend, then they'll <laughs> understand. No, you actually just sneak away at the reception. Yeah. Like.
0: Where's Nancy? Oh, she's not feeling good.
5: I think she drank too much. She's in the car watching Rebels. She'll be back in 45 (laughs) minutes. (laughs) Why is
0: Nancy so upset? Oh, she was watching Rebels.
5: (laughs) I I have snuck out of fancy parties to go read a chapter of fan fiction. Like that has happened because, oh, look what's in my inbox. So you wouldn't be the first person to skive off a fancy party for Star Wars reasons. I've
0: never done that before in my life
5: lies Uh, lies
0: so we of course will be discussing thrawn on rebels but we aren't going to delve into spoilers uh because if people aren't up to date with the show basically we'll just give our impressions as to what we think of thrawn and we will also be recording an episode right after the premiere of tashi station so if you want to hear us spoilery talk about the episode you can go catch that and uh matthew your math was wrong
3: yeah. <laughs> oh yeah this shock of all shocks <laughs> Yeah, apparently my, my light speed calculations weren't right, which is actually good news because maybe it means that the calculations I did for my sci-fi novel actually were right, um, <laughs> after all. I don't, probably not. They were probably both wrong in different ways.
2: Yeah, but, right. Uh,
3: yeah, Jay Admiral Jello on on Twitter pointed out to me that uh, 70 light years per day is uh, 25,550 times the speed of light rather than 2.91 times. I didn't check him, but I have no reason to disbelieve him. It still doesn't make sense that it would be 0. 0.4, but whatever. It's yeah, Star I think it.
0: he just picked out a number that sounded good, which is yeah. my philosophy when it comes to science and research in a book. <laughs> <laughs> it's
5: rubber science, let's not ask. Yeah.
3: Yeah, it's fantasy, not sci fi. So, but exactly. there, I, I did bad math. Everybody is
5: surprised. <laughs> you notice the rest of us that didn't know math totally didn't bother to. Oh, yeah. I mean, I mean all I...
3: Of you guys were just like, oh, 2.9. One time. Oh, I, everywhere
5: says, yeah, sounds good. Checks out. Yeah,
0: whatever.
4: <laughs> well, done. You
3: the math it must be right.
0: Yeah, whatever. Sure. <laughs> so last week we left off when the hero, um, when our antagonists were catching a plan to kidnap uh, Luke and Leia and the unborn twins. So in these chapters, we see that plan come to fruition and fail. But first off in chapter five, we meet uh, the new Republic council, which is really kind of terrible.
2: <laughs> well, we,
3: we meet a couple of the counselors not really, the whole council.
5: Yes. Because the rest of them are just sitting there letting the few people talk. Yeah. Which is why they're terrible.
3: Yeah. yeah I mean, it's always been my impression in these scenes that, like, there's just, like, the three of them in there. And, mm-hmm. like, I guess that's not actually supposed to be the case. But that they're the only ones who ever talk or are mentioned, really. That's
0: what I've always thought, too. It's a very small group, but I <laughs> yeah. guess not. So Han is giving a report about his mission to recruit smugglers and how it's not going very well. Admiral Akbar doesn't really like this plan because he's not too fond of smugglers, which I guess makes sense him being an admiral and all. And he and Borsk Thalia, who again, uh, fun fun with pronunciation in this book. Who is a Bothan counselor, disagree uh, further about this strategy. And this sets up the theme for the trilogy that Akbar and Failia do not like each other. But then again, Failia does not like most people, and most people do not like him, including me, <laughs> because he is the worst.
5: <laughs> it's in the show notes with like nine O's there. Um, it is. Yeah. I, oh. I'm Team Akbar all the way. Gotta say, okay. Um, and you know, I'm I'm trying to come at this book with fresh eyes. I'm doing it as though you know it's a script for a play I've done before, but it's a whole new cast. It's a whole new experience. I'm having a really hard time forgiving Faelia for something he's going to do to Leia in about twenty years. Um,
0: <laughs> I have a hard time forgiving Faelia for everything. Yeah, it's it's
3: hard to forgive him just for existing. I mean, <laughs> he really is.
0: So I have to Pretty give much, really he, the worst. I have to give a shout out to Rogue Padron, who is reading through the X-Wing series and learning how awful Faelia is and I have to remind myself that even though those books take place beforehand this book was written first. So not only does Timothy Zong give us wonderful characters like Winter and Mara and Leia and Thrawn, he also gives us crazy people like Sabioth and Faelia and i i hate him so much <laughs> i i really cannot be overstated how much i hate borskavilia i mean he's a
2: dick
3: he's a huge dick
0: he is but i will to, to Zan's credit he, he has he serves a purpose um cuz i was at a convention one time and i had just reread the series and for i had forgotten how awful he was in the series because I was kind of like, the New Jedi Order was not that far behind us. I I was very much thinking of him in that series and how terrible he was. And then I pick up Heir to the Empire and I'm like, oh, yeah, he was always awful.
3: He's pretty one note. (laughs) And
0: Zahn said, yeah, he he wanted to show that there was antagonism and disagreement in the New Republic but he's not, he's not a villain. He's never an antagonist. But he just has a completely different way of doing things. And I think it's good because it it creates conflict, both internal and external. And he's so frustrating, but he's such a good jerk.
4: Borsk failure is that yeah. one acquaintance you have who <laughs> is contrary about everything, no matter what subject you're talking about. He is just the one... He just wants to argue with you about anything and everything, and I want to punch him in the face.
5: Yeah. I read, what, (laughs) 20-odd books, 30-odd books, wondering the entire time why no one had assassinated him yet.
3: (laughs) (laughs) He's he's honestly a little too one-note for me. Like, he showed Zan... Later on, and I don't even remember if it's in this book or later in the trilogy, but Zahn shows glimmers of him being an actual person a couple times.
0: <laughs> That's but for funny. the most
3: part, he's, he's just a little too, like,
0: yeah.
3: like loathsome to, to be believable.
0: Yeah.
4: I don't know. Have you looked at the current political sphere?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
5: you, well, he has one job on this ship. Yeah.
0: Well, <laughs> Tyler, as the Thrawn trilogy newbie, what is your initial impression of our pal Borsk?
1: He's just kind of a jerk. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he seems like he'll do anything to get more power for himself and only himself. You know? Mm-hmm. Um, Yeah. But I mean, you know, I didn't exactly come in with a with a non-biased viewpoint towards him. Because <laughs> uh, I have listened to, you know, Rogue Podrin and and all that stuff. So, yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, the, I think it shows that Zahn is such a good writer because literally, like, he says two sentences and then my hackles are, are already up and I'm like,
3: It's guy. that efficiency again. He's, it is! He's, <laughs> he's so efficient. Very efficient at making you loathe this character. Yes. And it's funny, too, because, like, he parlayed the fact that uh, it was his group of Bothans that found the second Death Star, into his political, you know, currency or whatever, but like that was a trap,
2: <laughs>
3: as Akbar famously reminded us. And so <laughs> that's why they like, don't, don't like, like each how, other. Like, I don't know how proud of that he should be. Like yes, my Bothans were duped into delivering this information to the to the Rebel Alliance. Go me.
0: Well, that just proves how how awful he is because he is going to use that to oh, gain get gain. I've,
4: I've got it. What? Borsk is Star Wars umbrage.
5: Oh, yes. Oh, oh man, that's a terrible. Well, I guess too. Now I'm going the... to picture him in a pink tunic. A <laughs> kitten <every time. laughs> on the page.
3: <laughs> with with portraits of loath cats up on his
2: wall. <laughs> um, I,
3: I guess it also just shows like how like precarious the the New Republic government is, is that like they like pretty much the have nobody to choose from so they're like yeah that guy wants to be a senator or a counselor sure you know nobody else is stepping up to the plate I guess we have to deal with this asshole
0: and as I'm reading the series mostly when it comes to like the government and where the Empire is and it's I keep having a really hard time wrapping my head around the fact that this is supposed to be five years after Return of the Jedi um, because I've been reading the aftermath series which is set which is like a hot minute after Eternity yeah it's Jedi. within a year like less than a year and i keep thinking this seems so tonally similar but it's so much longer after and yeah. it's really not hard to see why in this timeline the the war lasted for like 15 years and <laughs> they didn't sign a treaty until so much longer because if the new Republic is still this small and precarious five years later, it's going to take them a really long time to like set up a working Senate and all this stuff.
5: Yeah. Well, it it's interesting to me that they, the choices changed coming into the new canon um, because in legends it was very much about, we need to capture the capital we need to pacify coruscant we need to be able to move our seat of government into the traditional seat of government and in new canon they're like yeah no we're not going to do that we're not going to borrow their iconography we're not even going to borrow their infrastructure we're going to set up a government elsewhere separately we're not going to bother with pacifying coruscant we are going to start with the rule of law in a new republic right now right here where we can and how we can even though God knows that had to be a crazy, massive infrastructure project on Chandrila <laughs> <laughs> with the scene of the Galactic Senate in the prequel trilogy, thinking that you have to set up not only a plenary chamber but office space and conference space for how many thousands of beings? A lot. Um, so I could see like, why it's like if some choose. tiny
3: town in the middle of nowhere got the Olympics.
5: Yes. <laughs> oh, <man. laughs> yes. In fact, Pablo Hidalgo has referred to it as being somewhat like the Olympics. Oh, really? Around and, <laughs> I'm like, that's a huge infrastructure undertaking. So it would make sense for this timeline why they would choose to move into the buildings that are already there. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but then in New Canon, they're like, no, we're going to leave all of that in the past and move forward. So it's just really, really different politically the decisions yeah. that were made. And I can't wait to see where New Canon takes it.
0: I think it's also interesting that even though there are decisions that are so different like the timeline being probably the biggest that there, it still seems so like this is something that could have happened in that, in that timeline as well if you speed if you move it up like six months after Jedi like instead of you know Rax and Sloan trying to push back you would have Throne and Peleon
5: it's, oh, yeah. Uh, and and vice versa. Yeah. You could move the Aftermath series X number of years in the future, too, with mm-hmm. whatever happened in the meantime.
0: Mm-hmm.
5: And in both cases, they get Han and Leia married and, like, within the blink of an eye, the babies are on the way. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I
4: love that it's canon now. They I pretty know, much got shotgun married the on Andor. An
5: I will say that I do. I
0: like that they got together so much quicker in the new canon than in Legends we did not have to yes, have but, Han kidnap her and go to death. But we've
4: been stripped of the chance to have a Bollywood production in a book. <laughs> the
0: the, the <laughs> virtues of King Han Solo will live on in our hearts. Tyler, did you know that there is a song called The Virtues of King Han Solo from The Court of a Princess Leia that 3PO sang?
1: You know, I did not, but I, I remembered that, um,
0: <laughs> He's every that princess dance game, an X game. <laughs> It's kind of like that, but not. <laughs>
5: yeah. I mean What good. a man. What a man solo. <laughs> Every princess's dream. Not that I remember all that. Someday I will write a think piece on how Courts of a Princess Leia could have been a great book because there are, there are little kernels of Yeah, it could have been a we'll great be book, looking, but it was indeed not.
0: We'll be looking forward to that on Tashi Station.
2: Yeah,
3: it could have been a great book if it had been had a completely different story. Than, than <laughs> by a completely different author, I mean.
0: <laughs> oh.
3: Anything's possible.
0: <laughs> so yeah, this chapter is really short. Basically we're just setting up the political climate in the new republic. The the point of the chapter is that Mon Mothma sends Luke and Leia uh to Bimisari um for a diplomatic mission. And by extension Han and Chewie and the droids also get sent along. So we have our rebel heroes all together once again, and I'm sure
5: shenanigans will ensue. Well, she's sending, she's sending Leia. And so Han knows that he's supposed to take Leia. And then, like, at the last minute, she inserts Luke into this mission. Mm-hmm. So Be- that is um, Mon Mothma cock block. <laughs> 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 and this is a theme throughout Legends. Pretty much any time Han and Leia are going to take off to do something like just the two of them, that never happens. Well, they always wind up with a passenger. In this always.
0: case, it's because he is Luke needs to go because the bims sort of revere the jedi and uh, this gets han annoyed because he's like okay well if you need a jedi to parade around why don't you actually let leia go and train as a jedi which strikes me as so what han would not say in the new canon <laughs>
2: yeah so yeah. it's
0: like having this these two different views of han which both seem valid for the books themselves. I'm like, I can't picture Life Debt Han saying this at all.
4: No, but you know, I think uh, I think this is one reasonable interpretation that in the five years from Jedi Han could have conceivably chilled out a bit.
0: I do like that he's respectful of her being a Jedi and the Force. Well,
3: and it's funny. I mean, the reason he's annoyed is because it's a last minute change in the schedule. Yeah, it's like. That's so not hot. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like,
5: yeah. oh my itinerary. <laughs> Damn you, Mon
1: <laughs> I color coded in everything. <laughs>
5: <laughs> oh. he even he I mean, he later on, um, in fact, later on in this week's reading, he sort of catches himself being like, Really? Me being paranoid, like, oh, not good. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Another interesting thing about sending Luke along is this is so unlike what Luke is doing in the new canon, which we really don't know what at we all know. he's we doing. It know.
5: could be exactly doing what doing Luke is canon. doing in the new canon. Well, we have no idea.
0: Well, I mean, as far as we know in life that he has left, you know, we, we don't know where he went. Like some people have said, oh, he went in, you know, into isolation this early. I'm like, no, he didn't go into isolation this early. He went off to search for Jedi things and do Jedi things. Yeah, he's
3: off doing his thing. Which, he's looking for Jedi. Yeah. He's and that's his
0: prerogative find- because yeah. he saved the galaxy twice. So he, <laughs> he um there's the he went on a mission in Shattered Empire. And then at some point after that, and before life debt, he kind of went off to do Jedi stuff. And I'm still waiting to see if we'll see him come back to fight during the Battle of Jakku. I'm really hoping we do. But it's just so funny to see him, like, be part of the government now. (laughs) And I'm kind of (laughs) like, yeah, I can understand why the other Luke decided to get the hell out of Dodge.
3: (laughs) What, you don't like? like I'm going to go look for uh, Jedi stuff. Uh, see you guys later. Bye.
5: Well, y- <laughs> yeah. Y- you don't oh, like, and Leia, uh, try to feel the tree. <laughs>
4: <laughs> you don't like Legends, Luke, that went uh, and made a Fred Rogers impassioned speech in front of the Senate to secure public funding for uh, public broadcasting. I made a Jedi temple. <laughs> <laughs>
5: no, I don't. Not my favorite. No. <laughs>
4: Kevin J Anderson everyone.
0: <laughs>
5: yeah.
0: <laughs> so chapter 6 and 7 are the is uh, basically the mission to Bimasari, which in case you're wondering how that is spelled, it's <laughs> 3 i's, 2 m's and 2 a's. Cuz that makes sense. <laughs> and our heroes arrive on Bimasari and Meet the Bims, who are aliens with yellow waving fur, and there's yellow trees there. Uh, very Pretty pe- much everything is yellow on this planet. It's very peaceful, apparently. Um, they make Han remove his blaster because they don't want weapons, but they don't make Luke remove his lightsaber, whether or not because they don't consider that a weapon, or they just overlook it. We don't know. But Luke and Han don't mention it because they're smooth like
5: that. Well, this is like the one <laughs> time in all of Legends where Han only has one weapon on him. Yeah, <laughs> right? Yeah. He takes his blaster off, but not. there are all these these yeah. cases throughout Legends where there's like, and the holdout blaster, and the vibro knife, and the other end. And later in Legends, he, he turns he unarmed into... unarmed at this point, and we're like, really? Really? Turns Han Solo into unarmed? This a- is...
4: Yeah, he turns into a bit of a space marine later <laughs> in Legends.
0: <laughs> he is the weapon. <laughs>
4: well, and I love how Leia's like, like I don't
3: know, you guys. Maybe you should say something. And you know Leia was like the worst in school. She's <laughs> like, come on, guys. We can't do this. We get in trouble.
0: Uh, yeah. So they go off to um have their mission. However, the... <laughs> the ambassador they're supposed to be meeting is ill. So they say, oh, well, we're, we'll take you on a tour. What you guys would like to come to the marketplace, but you, I think would like to go over here to see this building. So it's really obvious that they're trying to separate them. Like they're really bad at doing this.
2: Yeah. Really,
0: really bad. <laughs> so they go off separately. Chewie stays on the Falcon. Um, very, con- very. That was good of him to stay there, because of course, while they're there, they see the gray aliens. Um, they do not know that that their names that they're no gray, but um, they they don't know what they are. They're obviously uh, antagonistic, and Leia tries to call out for Luke to Luke for help, but Luke is also. Surrounded by these aliens as well, and this was a really good cliffhanger end of the chapter. A plus cliffhanger, Timothy's on. <laughs> uh, so the so Luke is off in it, I think it's like a museum, basically where he is, and there's tapestries, which of course makes me think of Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade that he's here to view that the too. he was here to view the tapestries <laughs> <laughs> and he um tries to fight off the nogri he asks them what do you want they kind of gesture for him to go along he takes the tapestry off the wall with the force and covers them with it and which is a really cool move but then they use their weapons which have some sort of spray on it to uh, glue all the tapestries to the wall basically. It's like it's like homicidal silly strings. Yes! That is a really good well, description.
4: If you, if Hang you on, that's, the, yeah, that's, that's the, gonna com- be the chapter If you
3: look title. at the art in the comic it's basically like <laughs> Spider-Man's webbing.
0: Yes. Uh, so Also, it-
3: speaking of art, I pulled up, sorry to digress for a second, I pulled up art <laughs> of uh, what I guess the noger is supposed to look like. And none of these drawings are anything like what I pictured from Zahn's description, like from Zahn's description, I picture greys basically.
0: Yeah,
3: ah, the classic aliens, ah, these guys look like like a half-assed predator.
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like I don't yeah. like any of the depictions I've seen of them. They're not not that
3: great. Like, there's that gray kind of looking alien in the Mos Eisley cantina. Actually, I kind of figured he was a Nogri, mm-hmm. but I guess not. Anyway.
0: So Luke is trying to get away from these guys, and he realizes that the only way he's going to get out of it is to kill them all. And he has a moment of hesitation, he has a moment of regret, but not hesitation because he knows this is what he needs to do. He escapes, um, gets to the marketplace where Han and Leia are, and they do a really cool move where they snatch jewelry from a table or Leia snatches the jewelry with the force and everyone kind of swarms on them because oh my god shoplifters and then in the hubbub Han is able to contact Chewie who brings the falcon to the rescue and they are able to leave the planet safe and sound so this is where I say that the scene with Luke fighting the Nogri is so oh, good. <laughs> and just chin hands for a few minutes. It is I good. I enjoy that he,
3: like, has a moment of regret. Because yes. it seems like in, like, Clone Wars and stuff, like, the Jedi there seem pretty cold and, uh-huh. and worthless. Uh-huh. And they're just chopping up anybody who, like, wanders into their path. <laughs> I mean, Ahsoka, like, decapitates four people at once. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah. Um, I will also say that I like that Han's uh, plan to call for Chewie basically involves using uh, innocent bystanders as as human
2: shields. Yeah. Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, I the thing with Luke is that in Legends he was written very unevenly, as was most of the characters
4: that got a lot worse as time was very uneven,
0: but it seemed especially for luke because authors didn't know how to deal with his power they either had to basically cripple him because they couldn't figure out how to make him even with the villains or they made him like super um uncompassionate he had this in like the later series more than the earlier ones one of the i think zahn writes luke really well he and i think all of the jedi that he writes he doesn't make them into superheroes which is a problem i have with the clone wars specifically And, and not really the prequel so much because it's a little harder as it's live action but in the clone wars like Ah, Ahsoka's jumping from building to building without like having any sort of problems. Rebels
2: too.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've complained about Ezra yeah. before, but yeah, same.
0: And I, I mean, I understand they're Jedi and they do these incredible feats, but I, you know, it has to be within reason for it to be believable,
5: you know, and. I I remember superhuman emphasis on human
0: yeah and in this in this chapter I believe it's in this chapter Luke says something like he looks at the distance from jumping out of the window and how it would be too far for even a Jedi and then I think of like what we see in the Clone Wars and even Anakin like you know jumping from the speeder in Attack of the Clones and I'm like I like Sans writing of them better
5: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, Luke had forty-five minutes of training, so yeah. <laughs> he, he only knows so much. What I, like I don't know, about I maintain is, that he
3: was on Dagobah for like six months.
5: Yeah, they've never said no, not long enough. Yeah, I guess a couple of months. But what I, mean, I like look, about the
3: Millennium this Falcon is an interstellar space; it has to go to a different <laughs> <other> star system. <laughs>
5: I like. That I just like
3: the, the idea that by the time they get to Bespin, they're like. They're filthy. They're smelly. The showers haven't worked for months. They're just ready to throttle each other. <laughs> anyway, I'm sorry, go on.
0: Amanda, <laughs> Amanda has both read entirely. <laughs> you have both re- read and written that fanfic. <laughs>
5: I, think. Um, I like this scene because it's the first time we've seen lightsaber combat in narrative form. Mm-hmm. And, snap hiss. And it's, it wor- yes, it is the advent of the snap hiss. Um <laughs> Which is used universally forever and ever after this. And it's good. It does show Luke as a a thinking, calculating human being all the while trying to figure out how to use his Jedi powers against these non-lightsaber weapons.
0: Yeah. Um, And
5: the narrative is really strong. And as anyone who's ever tried to write lightsaber combat, it's it's, hard. It is so hard. (laughs) And I like. Really, really well done. I think we
3: mentioned this before, but like Zahn's like description of just like the mechanics of the force is really nice. Yeah. Like it makes it seem like a like a real thing and and like a tool. I mean, he, he describes the the physical nature of it really well, I think.
0: Yeah. So, Tyler, you're the one who's least familiar with Luke in the Legends timeline. What do you think about how he's portrayed here? Does it mesh with what you think of him from the original trilogy, what you think of how he would advance as a Jedi and just does it fit in with his personality?
1: I I think that this is like a path he could have gone down on, but like in like a I don't know, it doesn't I can see it happening, but it also doesn't feel right.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And that might just be the you know the the fact that I've been you know read these books. Um,
0: I think one of yeah. the th- I think one no. of the mm-hmm. things that's interesting is because, like, in the new canon, Luke is so mysterious. You know. Yeah, I think that's yeah. it.
3: I mean, in new canon, they've leaned really like even in Shattered Empire, they leaned really yeah. heavily on like mysterious aloof jedi
2: mm-hmm.
3: um whereas here you still got a little bit of the farm boy in him i mean it's it's a nice balance actually i think that's on strikes between like the the mysterious aloof jedi and the the farm mm. boy
0: i'm really um i'm really excited obviously this is a dumb statement i'm really excited for episode eight <laughs>
1: <laughs> really <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: right <laughs> But
1: I
5: think mostly because... Now, this is a
1: Star Trek podcast. <laughs> <laughs> right, is it
5: because Luke, uh, like Mark Hamill, Luke might actually have some lines in yeah. this Yeah, well,
0: <laughs> mainly because Mark Hamill's playing him. I think it's going to be a lot harder to write Luke badly when you have Mark Hamill playing that character. Because I think if you did not have that actor in that role, I think that character would have been very different. Um, if you... Like one of my favorite things to do in the movie is watch him in the background and his background faces, (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, and it's like he puts in like
2: favorite things to do.
0: What?
5: (laughs) Of course, it's Nancy's favorite thing to do.
0: It's funny, okay? He makes really like the whole when Han is arguing with three PO about the Ewoks, and and Luke is just sitting there with like trying to stifle his laughter it's yeah. great and it's so it's so human like he later he goes off and confronts the emperor which is something none of us will really ever sim- you know understand what that feels like or be able to relate to but here he's laughing at his friend who's getting pissed off like i and i think that luke will uh, that mark hamill will be able to make luke relatable again and then they'll be able to write more books where we get his perspective like we see here. Um, but yeah, that's my I'm sorry. I went on a tangent about Luke.
3: That <laughs> well, was unexpected. None <laughs> of
0: us cried <laughs> Nancy. <laughs> uh, oh, and we have This has never <laughs>
3: happened before. What's going on? This is
0: we haven't even gotten to Merker yet. <laughs> but no, th- like this this seriously is like one of my favorite Luke moments from legends and i know Zan has said that his probably his favorite to write of the big three is han which i mean makes sense it's pretty much all the author's favorite to write <laughs> which is understandable but um like he does such a good job with giving him humanity and not making him too powerful which i think is really important um so they had they leave mimasari uh Leia and Luke are talking about going back to the planet and then Han comes in and he's like oh well I left already too bad and Leia gets mad at him and then they have a little cute back and forth exchange where he says you have a
5: cute I am not a committee moment it is and I adorable and
0: I wasn't like super knowledgeable with the original trilogy when I read this book because it was literally like right after so I didn't get the joke (laughs) (laughs)
5: neither does luke i was like
0: luke i was like i don't understand this joke (laughs) um and then han brings up again leia training as a jedi how it's really important for her to learn and isn't it time she got one of those lightsabers you know herself luke says he'll make her one which i hope then later on she ended up making her own which i'm pretty sure she did because that's kind of a thing
5: like, way a long time from now in yeah. your Jedi Order. Yeah. Like, yeah. like, like 20 years from now.
3: Yeah. I mean, I feel like Luke needs to make it just because, like, you know, in the Republic, there was a whole Jedi infrastructure. And, like, you know, the kids had lightsabers that they could practice with. But, like... In, in this canon, there is Luke's lightsaber.
5: Yeah, pretty <laughs> so, much. So, you know,
3: he needs to make her one just, like, so she can get her feet wet. Yeah.
5: Well, yeah, and there there are things that Leia is good at, and there are things that Leia is not good at. And I, I don't <laughs> think that building stuff is really her wheelhouse. So. No. Yeah.
3: Let me delicately, like, she can't turn a light switch off i don't want her to like <laughs> try and delicately like manage a kyber crystal into the center of a thing and
0: and have i'm it gonna blow up in her face <laughs> and leia's skills in the force are is gonna be a recurring theme throughout this trilogy and i have I, it I, reading through it has made me really confident in the direction they're going with her in the new canon and I know there's a lot of people angry that she hasn't become a Jedi, and I'm just reading this going, no, because she does not make a good one. <laughs> her, her talents lie elsewhere, and she knows yeah. that. And I'm it takes a a very secure person to recognize what they're good at and what they're not good at. Um, so Luke is, you know, gonna teach her and there's a really cute brother and sister moment when he's like, when she's like, I guess the semester breaks over teacher. And he's like, I guess so. He gets all sullen, which he is want to do in the series because he keeps thinking of Obi-Wan saying, I thought I could instruct him just as well as Yoda. I was wrong. And the words echo through his mind all the way back to Coruscant because God, Luke, that's really melodramatic.
5: (laughs) Right? But always in motion, the future is. So, like, Luke can't see that the person he's saying he's going to train is, like, the one person who is never, ever going to go dark ever in the next, 30-odd years of canon. Right?
3: She goes dark for, like, five minutes in the Crystal Star, but nothing really (laughs) ever comes of it.
0: (laughs) And thank God, because Sith Leia would be terrifying. Oh, did you read that comic? Um, no, but I've
5: read fanfics. <laughs> no, there was a comic.
0: Oh,
3: that was like the Elseworlds thing that they did? Yes. Yeah. Hmm.
5: Sith Leia in the Imperial uniform was fierce and exactly terrifying.
2: Wow.
3: Wasn't that the one where Peter David wanted like Luke and Leia to hook up? <laughs> um, because they wouldn't have known... That they were brother and sister. I've and, read like, that fanfic
5: too. Unfortunately, Dark Horse was like,
3: "No, dude, no." <laughs>
5: no, uh, I have not read that fanfic. I put that fanfic down. I was like, "Oh no. <laughs> I mean, no, no!" I mean, I read sense. that
3: fanfic. No, it's twin Splinter sense. Splinter of the Mind.
0: <laughs>
5: that was the worst. <laughs> and book. we don't all talk about the
3: Marvel blister. Star Wars comics.
0: Tyler, Tyler, have you read Splinter of the Mind's Eye yet? Have you done your homework?
1: Um, no. Um. <laughs> Don't. And I don't I don't think I will. Um, <laughs> I mean because I've just
5: the literal worst. Sincerely yeah, it's heard. not a very good
3: book, but like play stuff is kind of hilarious.
5: <laughs> yeah. It's disgusting. <laughs> it's okay, it's not
3: disgusting. It's not that bad. It's horrible. It's not like the comic where they're tonguing each other yeah! every six
5: Okay, chapter eight.
0: <laughs> 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 so chapter eight is kind of a in-between chapter. Um, we get mop up from what happened on Bimisari, as well as set up for future plans. Thrawn, of course, is displeased to hear that Team 8 failed. Uh, but he quickly moves on to discuss other plans, and Sabiath is there kind of saying, Hey, uh, you promised me Jedi, where are my Jedi? Uh, they, they, they don't like each other very much. <laughs> thing yeah so they discuss a bunch of plans for the future um just kind of going through a lit down a list finally they get back to what is going to happen with the jedi thrawn says to use team four and have peleon send the message because coming from him it will be you know it will be uh showing his displeasure that they've failed um then they discuss what to do about Luke because Sabiath is like, yeah, your Nogri aren't going to be able to capture Luke Skywalker. So Paleon has an idea, which Thrawn is like, yeah, that's actually really good, where they are going to sort of spread rumor a rumor about Sabiath being on some sort of planet and sort of have the rumor spread to the rebellion or the new republic rather and so luke will go seek him out and sabiath is sure that luke will come to him if he calls because they're both jedi and this is something that they have to do like in peleon's like okay whatever dude uh you're crazy let's get rid of you as asap
5: Go drop you on a planet and tell some Jedi you're there and it'll all come out in the wash.
0: Yep. And so, so we learn that Thrawn's plans involve cloaking shields, mole miners, and Sparty cylinders, and which is all presumably presumably leading towards attacking the Slewis Van shipyards, which I'm sitting here reading. I'm like, wow, they really... uh. Revealed all this planning really early on in the book. <laughs> um, yeah, but this is know about
3: as much information as we get until the attack.
0: Yeah. Like, yeah. Like
3: it, it's all it's all this here. And then it's like, you know,
0: and then you're kind there, of there's
3: there's no more foreshadowing. basically. Yeah, you're pretty much which is fine.
0: Yeah. They're like, here are these things. Um, and then eventually, as the book unfolds, we see what they're kind of doing. But, um, yeah, I was like, oh, that's a lot of information. Interesting. <laughs> um, then we switch back to the New Republic. Uh, Felia, shocking, is unhappy that they left Bimbasari without going forward with the mission. Han Which means it
5: was a good decision.
0: Yeah, Han, shocking, does not care what Felia thinks. <laughs> I he's- got the
3: impression in this scene that uh, Akbar will just... Take whatever polar opposite position.
0: Yes. They like
3: they, uh, uh takes. Like I mean, yeah. not that like Akbar is wrong to defend on, but like it's just funny. It's like, oh no, I think that that was absolutely <laughs> the right <to> <laughs> Solo.
5: Well, now we know who's gonna play Akbar I in was all of just our
3: <laughs> Oh, was there any question?
0: <laughs> oh my A god, that Akbar. was that was really good. <laughs> good. <laughs> oh, now we need to have uh, Akbar and Philia scene that we act out <laughs> um, so they discuss the Nogri which they don't really know what they are or what their name actually is they there's no record of them in any anything from the senate um, so they discuss like where they might have come
5: from and they well, all they talk about how the record could have been scrubbed, which I'm mean, like, yeah, <laughs> like it, it could, it could have been that this is a known species and a known people and that the records were intentionally scrubbed yeah, because it's an so odd 10 times hold. smarter
3: than Obi-Wan Kenobi is what you're, you're
5: getting at there. <laughs> well, or it took a whole lot of people to, to <laughs> make that happen. Yeah. So it could no, be, I'm like just, a I, I'm just thinking of bastard attack
3: bastard. of the clones when like he, he needs like children to tell him that. Oh, maybe somebody deleted that plan <laughs> from the records. Like, My God, you're a
0: genius, master. Because someone erased it from the archive memory.
3: <laughs> oh no wait, hey, that was uncanny.
0: <laughs> that was good. I really like that kid. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that kid should have been in charge of Madigan's training. <laughs> Things might have gone a little
0: differently. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so um they also are discussing how did the bims know that they were going to end up there like because the mission wasn't really publicized only the people you know involved with the council knew that the millennium
5: falcon was going to Asari. So okay, again, I say information control is a problem here. Um <laughs> Leia is 15 minutes pregnant, and <laughs> even their enemies know she's having twins with force sensitivity. Like
0: yeah, so information th- control is a problem. Yeah, so um
3: that will become a thread later it on. It
0: will become a thread, and they're basically starting to get suspicious of everybody. Um who might be passing along information. Um, it's Ayla.
3: Ayla. I can't <laughs> say it.
0: <laughs> that guy. Yeah, that guy.
3: The it's the furry one.
0: The one the fur. <laughs> so um, to Han's dismay. Mon Mothma sends them right back to Bemisari. Um But oh, this time. just keeps
4: screwing with his plans. His carefully laid out itinerary. He had spreadsheets and everything. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's like, he's like Danny Tanner when they went to Hawaii and he had this clipboard of fun. Whoa,
3: whoa, whoa. Slow, slow your roll there. Let's, Get let's out of my calendar.
5: Crazy here. <laughs> the carries the clipboard. The clipboard. <laughs> oh. So now I just want to say maybe they're going to take a detour to hologram fun world. Ah! Now, now, <laughs> well
2: Tyler...
0: Done. Hologram yes. Fun World is from the Glove of Darth Vader series.
1: Oh, I think. It's oh, the house.
0: It's a theme. It's a theme park that Lando owned. <laughs> I forgot what? he owned. That. Are you fucking serious? <laughs> what? Didn't
5: he own it? Didn't he own Hologram Fun World? Oh, he, um, did. he did. I don't remember I'm pretty that. sure it I was his.
0: Suggestion okay. that they go there. Okay, I'm, I'm I'm looking it up right now to make sure that I'm right. Okay, Hologram Fun World, often abbreviated to FHFW, was an amusement park space station located near the Zabion system and Coan. Held in a transparent dome, forty kilometers in diameter, it floated in a cloud of blue helium uh blah 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 oh some of the many attractions included the joy domes and the any man rooms it also had a jewelry store any man rooms (laughs) anywhere oh yeah this is a children's it also had a jewelry store and a church (laughs) yes the church leia oh Oh, and and
5: leia and han planned on getting married there (laughs) at one fake alderaan wow on fake alderaan (laughs) in the joy dome yeah Okay, no, I'm sorry.
0: So administration. Here we go. Hologram Fun World's central operations were controlled from a section of the station called the Adminidrome. Oh my
4: god! <laughs> the
0: bu- oh, the bureaucracy wow. included the Document Bureau. At the time of the Battle of Geonosis, the park was managed by Baron Administrator Gregus Schubel Wait, uh, did they work this sh- crap back into actual so. adult? <laughs> i guess so (laughs) the holonet Holonet news apparently and the old republic game and later during the galactic civil war by dana Fadji, lando calrissian briefly invested briefly in the park after the battle of endor before selling it and taking inspiration from it founded sky center galleria
1: oh my god
5: (laughs) (laughs) because that was yeah I can't. Let's not forget that Han Solo also had a house in the sky. In this, he did. He had. um, He had a a sky house.
4: Welcome back to Glove of Darth Vader cast.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh God. Okay. So yeah. Where the hell (laughs) were we? I don't know. Oh, Han is mad about his clipboard of fun being ruined. (laughs) 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 Right. So they um they go back to Vimisari, but. It's okay because they have an X, X, um, I can't say that word. Escort this time, which is that's the wedge, word you
2: can't
0: say. Wedge
3: all this nonsense, <laughs> and you can't say escort.
0: Yes, <laughs> which is um wedge and rogue squadron because yay.
5: I'll uh, take wedge as my escort. Get that everybody. <laughs> include wedge anytime. Always include wedge. So, yeah, that's, um,
0: those are these chapters. They're less dense than the previous chapters, but there's a bunch of action. And, uh, I, it's really, really, it was really nice getting to see our heroes in action, especially after the scene, which will not be named for Amanda's sake. Too soon. Fluke uh, in soon. action,
3: really. I mean, it you blocked. know. On yeah. steals some jewelry and uses the <laughs> bystander as a human shield. I don't know how action packed I would call that.
2: That's
5: very, well, like, ta- he knows. Though. <laughs> If you think of his backstory the way that legends gave it to us, he would mm. certainly know what happens if you get caught shoplifting in a busy shopping center. Like, that is. <laughs> <laughs> he would know that. He would be. I mean, all about the man spent some time
3: in the, the corporate sector, you know? Yeah. He, he knows what's up.
5: It
0: is. Um, yeah it but it's nice seeing them together again you know whether or yeah. not you know Luke is obviously the one who got them out of the situation but
3: oh yeah I'm just know. teasing it's, yeah. it's it's good stuff
0: yeah um so yeah I I, I still love these Bimisari chapters and um I'm, I am I I keep having to force myself not to read ahead because I know what's coming <laughs> Um, But yeah, any last thoughts for these four chapters before we head off?
5: I love the way the lightsaber combat has been set up because, um, spoiler alert, we're going to see more of it throughout the rest of the series. What? And and getting a little foundation of how the lightsaber and the force is flowing through one force-sensitive person Mm -hmm. is really nice foundation to be laid before we see more than one Force-sensitive person wield a lightsaber in the same space.
0: hmm Yes. Matthew, any last thoughts? Um,
3: yeah, no, I mean, it's good stuff. It's it, Like you say, not a ton happens. It's a lot of place-setting, um, especially on on the side of Thrawn and, and Paleon. But, um, yeah, there's good character development, a little bit of action there. It's good stuff.
0: And Brian?
4: Uh The characterization in early Legends makes me happy. And just reading over these chapters now, it makes me sad where it ultimately ended up (laughs) with all of them.
0: Yeah, I I keep having conflicting thoughts of like, oh, I miss these books so much and then get angry about what became of them later on. (laughs) Look,
3: when a man and a bug love each other very much, sometimes things happen. Okay, be quiet. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to bring it up every
1: episode.
0: Matthew grounded. You know, I read those books. It's not, (laughs) not and it's not a man and a bug. It's a girl and a bug. Oh, even better. (laughs) All right, and Han Solo was not happy about it. No, Uh, Tyler, what are your continued thoughts about heir to the empire? Are you still enjoying it?
1: I mean, yeah, nothing's happened. (laughs) I
0: mean,
1: (laughs) nothing. The plot hasn't moved forward, really. Like, um. But I, no, I'm I'm enjoying it. I liked I liked the uh, the 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 lightsaber Anakin stuff. Um I'm just trying to reconcile this with like what I know of the new canon. Mm-hmm. And just I was going like, wait, Han, no, something's wrong. <laughs>
0: What um what do you think is like the the thing that's most jarring for you or the biggest difference that you you've had to try to get used the to? The fact
1: that they, I mean there's so much um like just in these chapters specifically. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. Or okay. Just in um, and
0: and so far in the book.
1: I just like I think like the characterizations seem off to me. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And also Leia's pregnant. Um <laughs> Uh, it, it just it, it feels so weird, you know, and
2: mm-hmm.
1: just I'm trying to reconcile my feelings with that, but uh, I'm liking it so far. I um I really like Thrawn that's as good. I'm sure that, you know, that's not a surprise. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited to see if the plot move, moves forward these next four chapters.
0: uh It does. <laughs> it you know not really a spoiler but a lot of the early parts of this book is you know basically trying to capture them up. and failing yeah. um and then you know the plot kind of kicks off about halfway through but a lot of it early on is kind of setting up and oh crap they're trying to capture us we should do something about it so yeah well, thank you all for joining us again. Uh, we I enjoyed revisiting Luke Skywalker being a BAMF. Um That will happen other times during the series. I'm sorry. <laughs> not sorry. No, you're not. It's you're my not, show, but... damn it, my show. <laughs> oh, so the Throncast cast is a Tashi station. Hey, pod- hey, wait, we're oh, giving away things. Right. You need to tell people how to win things. Yes, thank you, Brian. Steer the ship, Nancy. I. I didn't put that in my show. I'm like Han Solo. I have to stay with my clipboard.
1: <laughs> and I, you're color coded.
0: See, that would be Sometimes. me. That would be me because I do not like when schedules get changed. So I would be like, oh, no, Mon mothma, this was not what we planned on doing. No, stop it.
5: I'm oh. totally writing you into my next fanfic as the person who's managing schedule. <laughs> Thank you. Someone named Nancy with an eye is going to have a clipboard. Yes. <laughs> Sweet. Just
4: put just put some apostrophes somewhere in the, <laughs> the spelling.
5: Nancy. <laughs> Maybe two eyes.
0: Oh, um, so if you if people haven't listened to of Dice and Droids, which is our tabletop podcast, uh, Brian created a fun side episode for the Rogue Podrin hosts. Um, yes, which was the siege of Moth Mantua, Higher Moth Mantua and Mantua the Third. And um, in this episode, our friend Jay from the from eleven thirty eight played a character that was a Bothan whose name was Worst Idea. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <laughs> which was spelled W O R apostrophe S <laughs> T I D apostrophe E A. And it was it was great. So, that yes, we have two sets of the Theron Trilogy to give away. The with
4: fantastic new uh,
1: paperback covers.
0: Yes. and Sadly,
1: they do not have ripped Obi-Wan already. They do not they, they have, do ripped, not have Obi-Wan. ripped
5: Obi-Wan. <laughs> <laughs> but, the, but the three covers together are exquisite. They really are. Yes, they're are. beautiful. So,
0: we um, will be putting up two posts on the blog, um, probably tomorrow or The next day, Wednesday. And we will be... We want to give one copy away to a person who has, you know, read Legends previously and the other one to someone who is not. So we are hoping our listeners will be honest and truthful in this or Luke Skywalker will come and judge you if you are not. (laughs) Um, Basically, we're asking, other than Thrawn... What other character from this trilogy would you like to see into the new ca- brought into the new canon? And how would you want do you think they should be brought back? Basically, we're twisting your arm to write us little tiny fanfics. Okay. I was about to say, that is a brilliant fanfic challenge. It is. See, there we go. Um, if you, you don't have to write a whole fanfic, but, you know... If you do,
4: we're not going to say no. We
0: won't. Um, we will leave you really good comments if you write <laughs> a fanfic. <laughs> yes. And so for people who are not familiar with these books, uh, who haven't read Legends, we want to know why... You want to why you want to read these books? Basically, you know they're legends. They quote unquote don't count anymore. Um, what intrigues you about them? Um, is there anything you know about legends that you want to learn more about? Um, that these books, you know, might enlighten you somewhat. So we'll put those two posts up, and you can comment on those. We'll probably leave them open for a week or so until next um, episode. And we'll announce the winners. So good luck. And thank you again to Gelray for those books. And we hope to get some new fans. So again, thanks for joining us this week on the Thronecast. We are a Tashi Station podcast. And this episode has been brought to you in part by Her Universe and by you, our Patreon subscribers. Our Twitter handles, you can find us at Tashi underscore Station. I'm Nancy Pants, that's Nancy with an I. Brian, you can find it, Lane Winry. uh, Matthew with M.R. Bowers. Amanda with Manda the Ginger. And Tyler at Cyberpunk Warlock, It's Warlock with a K. You can find our columns and news at Tashi-Station.net. Tune in next week for our discussions of Chapter 9 through 12, when our heroes take a whirlwind tour of Bafash... Jagaba and Niklon, because as I said, the Crazy Planet names do not stop. Bye.
4: So long. Bye.